Hey everybody, welcome back to Letterman Row and welcome to the Buyer's Auto Practice Report. I am Austin Ward, joined by Jeremy Birmingham and Spencer Holbrook. The Ohio State Buckeyes are actually not practicing today, uh, so it's not a true practice report, but they did shift around their schedule, uh, had a light uh, little workout on Sunday, and then moved uh, to Monday so that everyone could take part in voting in their civic duty, which Ryan Day said almost all the t- uh, coaching staff and players had already done. Um, but they shifted the schedule around anyway due to NCAA rules. They'll be back on the practice field on Wednesday, and they're getting ready to play Rutgers on Saturday night in primetime. And Berm, uh, we know and reported on Monday that they will be doing so without Cameron Brown. Uh, big loss for a guy that I had talked about a lot as a, a potential breakout player in the secondary. Maybe hadn't quite had an opportunity to show that as that third guy in the mix uh, at corner so far through two games. But uh, that's that's a blow for him, and it's a blow for the depth of the Ohio State secondary. Yeah, I mean, coming into the season, the, the depth in the secondary was probably, you know, question 1A or 1B along with the defensive tackle uh, issues that the Buckeyes had had all summer. Um, and to lose a guy who's objectively one of the top three players at cornerback um, puts a lot of pressure on Kerry Combs to come up with some answers. And and it means that a young, a young guys like Lathan Ransom or maybe Ryan Watts or potentially Legend Cavazos, if he can get back uh, healthy, are going to have an opportunity, especially heading into November, um, which essentially sets up as a, def, you know, quasi season opening month against four teams that you should handle pretty easily. Um, it's an opportunity for those guys to step up and get some, some real meaningful reps. Uh, and uh, I think what Kerry Combs said to me today that stands out the most is that there's not going to be set positions really in the secondary. I mean, you have to move things around. We saw it with Latham Ransom playing some corner on Saturday night against Penn State. We saw it with Josh Proctor covering the tight end um, and Pat Fryermuth. So I think that's just sort of the, the question of November to me is how do the Buckeyes handle that? Spencer Byrne brings up uh, the younger guys who are probably going to be in line for more playing time. There's also a veteran group where Marcus Williamson may have to play more and in a slightly different role than uh, he has through two weeks. Brought up Josh Proctor already, where he's he's doing some uh, limited cornerback stuff, but also playing safety. And then there's Tyreek Johnson, who we get questions about all the time because he was a former five-star recruit, and it hasn't happened, uh, you know, heading into his third year with the program where he's been able to crack the lineup. Uh, you'd have to say that if this wasn't already a now or never season for him, this is certainly uh, he'll never have a, a greater opportunity to to impact the Buckeyes than right now. Yeah, he came in with huge expectations as a five-star guy, recruited by Kerry Combs, I believe, right, Berm? And and he's a guy who just has not been able to crack the lineup, make the make the the move to get on the field. And you're right, and it is a now or never moment for him because if he can't get on the field in a secondary that is not very crowded, does not have a lot of depth, and is pretty thin right now, we're talking about freshmen playing. If he can't get on the field then, you, you wonder if, if it's ever going to click for him. And I, and I think this is a huge opportunity for him. It's a huge time for him to step up and finally make that push for playing time. But if he can't, you know, you've got to start looking other places because it hasn't clicked for him so far. We were hoping, and Ohio State was hoping, that it would click for him uh, once he got Kerry Combs back. But if it doesn't, then, then you've got to find answers because it's looking pretty thin back there. It's an interesting situation, Burn, because, you know, obviously this slightly lowers the – the potential ceiling when you take Cameron Brown and his experience and, and speed and everything out of that secondary. But, you know, you referenced this November stretch ahead where Ohio state shouldn't be challenged. They're probably not likely to be challenged in those first two weeks in December either. No clue what's going to happen on December 19th. If 
if Wisconsin's not back to play and, and win the West, uh, maybe this is all about spending six or seven weeks identifying whether Ryan Watts or a healthy legend Cavazos gets into the mix just purely for a college football playoff. I know we're getting way ahead of things and upsets can yeah. happen, but these aren't teams that are going to really test Ohio State's ability to stop the pass. No, and I think that, you know, the way things are setting up now, it almost looks like Purdue is in the driver's seat in the Big Ten West. Um, and that's a, a matchup that could potentially cause Ohio State some problems secondarily uh, against that receiving core, especially if Rondale Moore ends up getting back to, to playing for Purdue with David Bell and uh, Miles uh, Milton Wright and uh, the, the guys that they have there. Um, you know, so you do, you really have a six week stretch here. To, it's an audition. And for guys that missed the summer, missed the spring, missed the opportunity to play in, in the games against Bowling Green and, and teams like that, it, it becomes extremely important for this group to step up and, and make some plays. And uh, I think that it's obvious that they are hoping that Tyreek Johnson can take this opportunity and run with it. But from a outsider perspective to me he at this point he's sort of like the secondary's version of demario mccall and it's like i, I just if 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 there was an opportunity for him to be that guy it probably would have happened by now and i, I don't i'm not trying to be down on the guy or, or whatever i mean you know stranger things have happened players do step up when they get the opportunity but as john cooper always used to say if they're going to bite they're going to bite as a pup and we haven't seen any bite out of Tyreek Johnson yet. So the question is if Ryan Watts and Cavazos and Cam Martinez and Lathan Ransom and, and those guys can get healthy um, and, and get some healthy reps, maybe they're the guys that are doing the biting. You can also tell uh, that it's Rutgers week because Ryan Day, Kerry Combs and Kevin Wilson all uh, were much more revealing about the, the injuries and the depth chart, depth chart situation. Ryan Day even detailed what happened with Justin Hilliard. And the testing results, the false positive on Saturday, which was a little bit surprising given how guarded Ohio State normally is. But uh, we're also talking about a 37.5-point favorite that's entering basically uh, this training camp stretch where they're trying to get better. Uh, some of those guys that were mentioned, obviously Justin Hilliard is uh, on track to be back, at least in terms of uh, a, the false positive test. He took that PCR. That's why he was allowed uh, to travel with the team and be with them on the sideline on Saturday at Penn State. Um, you're – Going to have, in all likelihood, Luke Farrell back. Uh, I know there's questions about the tight end. He left for a stretch on Saturday night. Um, played the last two series, a gash, some sort of cut. That's that's how Kevin Wilson described it, a gash. Uh, they will monitor that, but he's practiced uh, the last two days and is good to go. Um, Blake Hobiel, kicker, don't know. Groins and a kicker. That could be a situation that doesn't have an instant uh, resolution. Uh, we'll see how that plays out. But, but Spencer, it, for the most part, it seems like we're looking at a a full strength roster again for the Buckeyes minus Cameron Brown. Yeah, it, it's a great time to get healthy and it's a, it's a great time to have Rutgers on deck and Maryland on deck after that, because you could probably play a lot of these freshmen and, and do pretty, pretty well, I think, because they just don't present much of a challenge. So if you're going to be missing your kicker and you're not going to be able to make 22 yard field goals, you should probably have that happen when you're playing Maryland and Rutgers and then when you're playing Michigan and then a potential big 10 championship game, this team is, is scary when it's not healthy. It's scary. It's scarier when it is healthy. And I think this is a great time for the Buckeyes to figure out what they have in the depth. That way, if something does pop up, uh, you know, be it a knock on wood COVID test or, or an injury, uh, they know they have the depth behind the positions, but I think it's an overall pretty healthy roster for being two games into a, a big, all big 10 season. Berman always seems like after a couple of days of thinking that you've got 
something else that's really on your mind about the Buckeyes coming out of that one on Saturday night? Have your feelings changed since we were uh, filming Rapid Reaction in, the, in that uh, cold, uh, no longer noisy Beaver Stadium? Um, my biggest question was really about the confidence that Sean Wade and, and Seven Banks are going to have moving forward. Because, again, uh, when, when you get turned into a meme and, and Sean Wade got turned into a meme on Saturday night, like I, I wonder for a guy that, you know, is watching and, and came back to school to be that guy to, to try to work himself into being a top 20 pick. I know that the internet was relatively hard on Sean Wade on Saturday night. Um, you know, and Kerry Combs mentioned that these guys have to have short memories, but uh, I'm not worried about Sean Wade. I, I, I guess I was more concerned after rewatching the game about the other side of the field, because there were times when I thought seven banks just simply was nowhere near where he was supposed to be. Uh, and that's a concern to me. There's other areas where I, I feel more confident than ever. And that's in guys like tough Borland and Pete Werner and Baron Browning, and even down the, the list to, uh, to Roger Mitchell, getting some, some key reps against the Pat Fryer moves. I've seen Craig young out there at linebacker. I think that front part of the Buckeye defense, um, the questions have been answered for me, especially with what Haskell Garrett looks like, because that first step, that first move of his is incredible. And Tommy Togia, I mean, what can you say? The guy, we watched uh, Sean Clifford and Will Fry or Will Freeze or whoever the backup quarterback there is at Penn State last year was running away from Ohio State defensive tackles. And, and then I watched Sean Clifford get tracked down by Tommy Togiai on a play in the second quarter. I'm like, wow, that that was unexpected what what uh, Togiai has brought. And then you get to Ron Vincent back in the mix. And I think the questions right now are just in that secondary. I, I don't think we're going to have an answer for it because you probably don't get a chance to get it answered until you run into Michigan. They have some good outside receiver options. They're, they're fast, they're experienced, but they're, they're at least fast. Um, and then beyond that, I, I just don't see, uh, I don't see an opportunity to get that answered before the next big game. And I think that's my biggest worry if I'm Ohio state. It's going to be, that'll be the challenge I think is evaluating where it stands before you get ready for, a potential test against a team that could throw it like Alabama or Trevor Lawrence with Clemson, because like the, the difference will be that they, they might not face anyone at that level, but they will have had six or seven games worth of experience playing other people and getting familiar with what Kerry Combs wants them to do and take that to the field. You can't, you can't undersell that value. Um, but your point is well taken. Are they going to get to that truly championship elite level without playing other guys like that? Um, that's sort of the difficult uh, challenge that Ohio State's going to have to manage for the next six or seven weeks, Spencer. Right. And if you're prognosticating out, it's not even I, – I, I'm not – I don't see Clemson with just Amari Rogers basically, and Travis Etienne as the threat to Ohio State as much as I see Alabama with the way that they use the receivers, even without Jalen Waddle. They're so deep and so multiple that that's where the Buckeyes will be tested, But in my opinion. Sorry, Spencer, go ahead. No, but I think there are a couple opportunities for Ohio State to find out what it has at cornerback when, when it comes to the freshmen. Uh, if you look back at that superlative that Berm wrote about the 2020 class, Ryan Watts was the most likely to play, I believe, the Berm named uh, er, in, during his freshman year. You can find out what Ryan Watts can do at corner against Maryland. You can put him on a guy like Raheem Jarrett when, when the time comes to get the backups in. If, if he's that out there. In that system? Yeah, no kidding. He's He could be a difference maker for Mike Loxley. I know you love Mike Loxley. You could put you could put him on the, the Rutgers transfers that have had success other, other places. I know they have some wide receivers. You can find out what you have at cornerback 
to an extent before you get to Alabama. Now that's another animal in its own, but you can at least figure out, okay, can this guy play at a speed of division one college football when we need him to? Uh, and I think Ryan Watts is going to have to answer that bell because I think he is going to end up playing a role on this team before you get to Michigan, uh, what I believe is going to be Purdue, and then the college football playoff. I think I think that is there are opportunities on this schedule for at least a young cornerback to get an opportunity to play against a good wide receiver. There's probably an element to this too that most teams are going to understand that they will not be able to run the ball on Ohio State's front seven, so they'll get a, ro- a lot of reps against the pass now. Are they are they doing against five star uh, receivers other than Rakim Jarrett? Uh, no, they won't be. But they're going to be getting exotic looks in teams that are going to have to throw it 40, 50 times to try and keep up with Ohio State. And I guess that's the hope for Kerry Combs that you get a bunch of different looks and a lot of quality reps that translate later on. So you you will have seen just about everything that could possibly be thrown at the Buckeyes by then. That's again that's what you're hoping. And Ohio State's now in the situation where they need that to happen because Cam Brown will not have that veteran presence back there. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that that's really what the next six, seven weeks are all going to be about for Ohio State is fighting against complacency and making sure that you don't, you know, take your foot off the gas and making sure that you don't get a little bit lackadaisical when it comes to COVID protocols and that kind of stuff. I mean, it, it's it's really going to be an interesting month ahead for Ryan Day to keep these kids on task because, it, you know, it, it you can feel it. You can feel the sort of air kind of out of the, the balloon after the Penn State game because you know you can take in almost an exhale and this is a preseason type schedule for the next few weeks. But apropos of nothing, Ohio State and Alabama would play like an 84 to 81 national championship game this year. Neither one of them can play defense against the other, I don't think. Well, I would think that one team has a much better chance than the other. Uh, I don't think Ohio State would be giving up 48 to Ole Miss anytime soon. But we can talk about that in December. Uh, yeah, but I just I was thinking about it, and sometimes when I start thinking about things, I have no choice but to let it out, and that's what happened. I don't know. I don't think I would be smashing the over on 164.5 in that in that <laughs> semifinal uh, or final. But that's hey, that's you. That's your money. I mean, I would pick the under because I I, I don't think it'd be over 165 points. I think it'd be at 164. I said 164.5. You said right. So I'd take the I'd take the under. 83-81. You said 84-81. Whatever I said. So he's already backtracking, Spencer. I can't believe this. Uh, I thought I thought we would get some common sense. My, my math math is not my strong suit. We've talked about this myriad times. I don't know. Spencer, you got anything else? Uh, no, just I want to remind Burn, this is not a bold predictions video. So <laughs> that's, oh, my that's Friday. That's Friday. This is this is Tuesday. This is the buyer's auto practice report a couple days ahead Ohio State uh, getting back uh, trying to get healthy after the win at Penn State get ready for a test from the mighty Scarlet Knights of Rutgers on Saturday prime time can't wait for that one Uh, great weather forecast for Berm Uh, we're gonna have full coverage uh, leading up all week of course and of that game can't wait for just one of the most exciting dates of the calendar every single year Ohio State and Rutgers Spencer Holbrook, Jeremy Birmingham. I'm Austin Ward. This has been the Buyer's Auto Practice Report. We'll see you tomorrow.